All right. This is the Yay. I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. And this is the Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay. And we have a wonderful guest. Uh, I call her Dom Dame. <laughs> Celia Maurice, a fantastic actress, and you have been acting here in the Bay Area, I think, over 20 years. Oh, yes, very much over 20 years. Mm. That's right. And, uh, yeah, I've been around forever, but I still sound just like this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, mean, you've been fantastic. You and I worked together. Of course, we were old EastEnders. Yes. And uh, I've got a wall full of uh, old Eastender photos. But we, our last uh, thing was um, I stage managed, um, it was Off-Broadway West, The Birthday Party, where you were nominated and won Best Actress uh, at the TBA Awards. I did. Yeah. That's right. It was very fun. Yeah. No, it was wonderful, wonderful. So before we begin, how's your week, Norman? Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I started Tai Chi. This week um, started. I've taken Tai Chi in the past. I've off and on. I did it in college. And then when I moved to the Bay Area, I found out that my teacher, my original teacher, had studied up here and got connected with that teacher. And I've been involved with that organization <laughs> off and on. But now it's been off for ooh, almost a couple of decades. And Monday I went back in. Are mm-hmm. you falling all over the place? I am not falling yet. Oh, good. Because I'm not... If I, when I'm doing it correctly, I'm sure I will be falling. I felt myself <laughs> teetering a few times today. And then right after we finished, the, it was just a basic form class. Mm-hmm. They do a push hands class. I sat in on that for like five minutes. And I went, yeah, I got to get Wait, <laughs> push what? hands? What is that? What? Push hands is when you partner. Um, and oh, you so know what? Yeah. My dad took touch as well, and I, I vaguely remember it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting to watch. Tai Chi is interesting to watch. I remember looking at classes when I first got to the Bay Area because I knew I wanted to take a Tai Chi class, and I went to a number of them. I went to this guy's class, and I, it wasn't the first time it was happening where I found myself nodding off. And afterwards, I talked to him about it, and he said, well, you can tell a good class because there's not much going on. It doesn't look like there's much going on. It's not visually very interesting. Um, and I went, oh, okay, well, it felt right to me, and it looked right to me. It looked like the form that I had learned. And when I mentioned my teacher, he said, yes, she, she studied here. So, Well, you see, that's rather like acting, isn't it? isn't it? I mean, you don't see what's going on, but something is happening. You know, you're not... It can, you can. Yeah, yeah. It, there's, you're just sort of open to anything happening, even though it looks like it's just a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully it looks <coughs> that way. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. one hopes. Because Tai Chi is very slow moving, but, you know, your body is still involved. And sometimes, you know, even having your body stationary, especially if you're in a particular position, that can be well, yeah. stressful. Like, like planking is up. a big deal now. Everybody does planking all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And Tai Chi is more in that line where you find the position and then you're supposed to relax into it, but stay upright, stay in the position to hold the form. Mm. And uh, there are a couple of kicks. So there are a couple kicks? of times where you're on one leg, oh. but they're not kicks the way you would think of like karate or something. Mm. It's really more the sort of release that you're letting your weight drop down and you've got that leg poised in such a way so that when your weight drops down, that leg kind of flips out. Oh. And that's, you know, and it is. So it's much more of a, just sort of a flip. You know, you're just sort of a casual throwaway, mm-hmm. but it's not. You know, I mean, it's, the contradictions are wonderful. I, Monday I was drenched in sweat within half an hour. Today I was drenched in sweat within half an hour. And 
I watched people around me as they kind of stepped away or we did a bunch of there are a bunch of poses that you do postures that you do where you just stay in the posture and I watched other people kind of get up for a second and shake out or one guy stopped and he wiped the sweat off his head and I was like okay so I'm keeping up with them <laughs> so at least I'm keeping up with the back of the pack right now and mm -hmm. we'll see what happens yeah it reminds me of um at NYU, we would have these uh, relaxation exercises, mm -hmm. and it was always difficult for me. I mean, I, I sort of, you know, like I've gotten into meditation uh, a little bit, but sometimes it's hard, especially if you have to let a limp, you know, sometimes right. they'll tell you, let a, let that arm go. Right. Just let it go limp, and I'm like, I, I think I'm trying to do it. <laughs> You're not supposed to think about it. You're not supposed to try it. You're supposed to be just, just do relax. Did well, you inevitably, other muscles yeah. suddenly go, wait a minute, you're asking us to do work we don't normally do. And right. Like, okay, that's what it's about. You yeah. didn't realize you were holding that tension. Mm -hmm. And now these other muscles have to come into play. Did you have these re relaxation exercises, Celia, when you were studying? Yes. Oh, but I mainly remember, I, I wasn't very good at them. I mainly remember <laughs> lying on the floor and you know, having to isolate parts or you know, standing and isolating uh, parts. Uh, and I didn't get it then, mm -hmm. and I'd try, and I didn't feel something instantly, and I think that's what I wanted. Oops, sorry. And, uh, of course, we were also taught by one of the company members of Martha Graham, and so we had that type of weird discipline. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, for those out there, yeah. he, he, he just put my drink on a coaster close to me, and I'm pretending that I'm drinking whiskey, but I'm uh, not. <laughs> oh, that's right. She heard our last podcast and was thinking that we were just squashed. Oh, we had a totally different podcast if we were. Yes. No, we're not drinking whiskey. We're I know. We got ginger ale and, yes. you know, yes. other stuff. We haven't got a sponsor yet. When we get that sponsor, we're going to be. That's right. Come on, Smirnoff. Yes, oh, that's right. Um, no, so th that was not something that I was focused on, so to speak. And yeah. it, it didn't. I find it far more interesting now. Of mm -hmm. course, now I'm older, so I can't, you know, just sort of stand on one leg easily, or, mm -hmm. or you know, it's difficult sometimes to be aware of one's body. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, so no, so that was not my thing. The elocution was was fun, and actually, the, of course, the actual acting class mm -hmm. with Sandy Meisner was really? great. Really, I studied yeah. with him. Meisner. I studied with him. Yeah, wow. and uh, that's one. <laughs> one sort of the, <laughs> I sort of fell into it. You know, I didn't really know what I was going to be doing with myself. Oh, should I talk about? Oh, that, that's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into our, the, the whole origin story of you, okay, and, and especially working with Meisner. I mean, yeah. wow. I mean, yeah. that is just incredible. Yeah. There Can are. Can you say a bit about Meisner since you've yeah. actually had direct okay. experience? What What it is for those folks that are scary. That and the thing is that I didn't go in knowing who he was, mm -hmm. you know, I, uh, at all, because I hadn't been concentrating on acting mm -hmm. at all either. But immediately you knew this was not somebody that you fooled around with. Mm. Um, he did not suffer fools. Uh -huh. And it, it was – I always felt like in the – certainly in the repetition exercises um, – I felt <laughs> as though I was being judged because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. And uh, now I look back and I think, of course I was. I mean, I was, but I wa wasn't. It wasn't a negative. It wasn't a negative. It was an assessment. Yeah, yeah. 
And well, how would you describe the technique? Oh, really? Yeah. If you were telling somebody, this is what I was studying, or this is what I I don't know if I begin from the very first day, which is when he came in, or we came in. No, he came in. <laughs> and told us to count the tiles in the ceiling. Oh, uh-huh. And so everybody looked up and did their thing. And he said, how many? And everybody looked confused, like, oh, were we? I mean, this is a basic <laughs> thing. Were we really supposed to do Or was that just like, well, acted? Um, the basic thing, of course, is this repetition exercise where mm. you are sitting across from a partner mm-hmm. you look at each other and whoever wants to begin would be like I'd say you have a goatee and then you would repeat back to me I have a goatee mm-hmm. and we'd go back and forth and back and forth until something impelled you from inside or from something that you got from the other person to change it mm-hmm. and then the other person would have to change it and that went on for weeks and weeks <coughs> and weeks and then we would Add on to that, um, somebody coming into the room and, you know, the magic if. And mm-hmm. So it was all building up, but the, the main thing was that if you had to react, I mean, like a normal person, basically it was just be a human being on stage. Yes, mm-hmm. being authentic. Being authentic and picking up from somebody else mm-hmm. what was going on. And then it, it feels as though it's very, very difficult to do that because you're being taught how to behave the way that you naturally behave, mm-hmm. but you're in this sort of semi-artificial, well, you are in this artificial world of the stage. Right. And so it was, <coughs> was basically, it's very difficult to talk about because <laughs> it's so, it's so, yeah. it's so intense, but it's also so easy. And I was just talking to Reg about um, a situation I found myself in very recently having to replace an actor, um, and I, I want to talk about the pair, mm-hmm. the company. Oh, sure, um, sure. But replacing an actor who knew that he... Oh, I completely lost my train of thought. You were replacing he, a man? I was repla- no, I didn't, because I'm assistant directing for the first time in my life, okay. which is kind of exciting. And this poor... This poor man is not an actor, mm-hmm. lovely person, but I kept trying to say, just be you. Mm-hmm. Don't don't act any of this stuff. Just just yeah. say the lines. Just he, had, say he had a he had a he had a preconceived notion of what acting is. Exactly. I guess from sitcoms or what have well, you. Well, from everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was very difficult, and it was very. I mean, I would have worked with him, but there was this basic. Wait, I'm not supposed to be myself <coughs> on stage. I'm supposed to be this character mm-hmm. on stage. And I can't do it from that. I can't do it from that. I mean, some people do. They have this idea and they somehow fill it up. Mm-hmm. I still think that's kind of fake. Yeah. I'm sorry. There, there, <laughs> there is a battle of authentic, authenticity that mm. every actor has when you walk on stage. How yeah. do you make, even, even Shakespeare, like, you know, you're talking words that were written 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. They still have resonance because they still deal with issues that we have now. Mm-hmm. Like you're in rehearsals for... Um, for right. oth- Next for week. Hamlet. Uh, Hamlet as Polonius, yeah. um, and mm-hmm. you've got to make those words your own words. Right. But but there's work. I mean, there's the homework of getting into the script mm-hmm. and asking all of the pertinent questions. But there's also, and, and it's funny because for me right now, all these questions <coughs> are coming up. 
And I'm like, hmm, should I ask these questions before we get started? Should I wait and see what the process is? I don't want to superimpose ideas on this, but I do, if the director can give me some idea where he thinks he wants to go with this, that may help. I mean, am I, are we do, am I to be totally ridiculous? Or am I, you know, I, well, the, the example I keep using is, am I Colin Powell or am I Al Sharpton? Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, what, am what I that, am I that strategic yeah. diplomat so that if I'm doing something stupid like lying to the UN, I'm doing it with a certain level of knowledge and a goal that mm -hmm. makes uh -huh. me, that justifies for me that I can do this? Yeah. Or am I just that fop who jumps out at every opportunity and goes, hey, I'm going to make some noise? Yeah. So who's directing that? Um, I'm not sure. Kevin Kevin McCarthy, maybe? I, I need Kevin to learn his name, obviously. <laughs> yes. But I suppose also you'll see, you'll mm -hmm. get a sense of what the style is right. as well. Yeah. But, you know, and I think... Hopefully you wouldn't have I to be a fop. I mean, hopefully that you can add some resonance. Well, Until a director says, no, 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 I'm looking for this, you know. It really depends. Hamlet is such a wonderful show for mm -hmm. making yeah, these sorts yeah. of choices. Because once you make the choices about Hamlet, then you make the choices about everybody else. Is Gertrude clueless or is Gertrude part of it? Did the uncle, again, was he just somebody being strategic mm -hmm. or is he a major villain? Right. Claudius. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, in, with all the roles, mm -hmm. are, who are these people? Yeah. You know, is Horatio truly that friend trying to do right by his buddy or is he that friend who's kind of going wow my friend is in in uh, a fragile place yeah. and i'm worried about him but i don't know what to do i mean they're different you know they're each of those characters you can make different choices and it yeah. really is about the yeah. production yeah and it's funny getting back to the guy who entered i mean if i'm cast for something especially if i've looked at the script and i know what it entails i'm not just going to be excited oh i got cast in a play but it's I've seen what it entails. Mm -hmm. I know what I have to bring to it, and right. I can bring something to it. Right. And it, it would it'd be shocking to me to accept a role and then say, I don't know how to do this role, or I don't know, I, I'm clueless. Oh, I think people do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wait. which is unfortunate. And I, I don't want to talk more about this very nice man. I would rather talk about actors who accept roles, and they should not even be on the stage. It does happen. It, it's like yeah. I'm an adjudicator <laughs> as well now, and I'm I'm thrilled because I get to go see a yeah. thousand plays. But at yeah. the same time, I'm thinking, what are you doing on stage? Who are you? Right. How dare you? Right. I, I get real. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's just touch on to current events, and then we'll jump into that. And, sure. of, right. and of course, you. Boy, there's just so much stuff. I mean, we have the politics of kneeling the Kaepernick thing. There's also Puerto um, Rico. Yeah, this Puerto Rico. When oh. Trump says, "Oh, I'll be there I'll, I'll, after I finish my we're golf game," care of it. yeah, I can't. next week. Yeah, I just I can't. I, I and we're doing a great job, by the way. We're doing yeah, a well, great good job. To know, yes. Yeah, mission accomplished again. Did you hear the the mayor of uh, San Juan? That's right. Trump I mean, chastised her. It's a woman, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. For crying. Well, well she's <laughs> criticizing Trump. Like, hey, can right. you come immediately? Can right. you send us the aid? Right. He did lift. A, there was some sort of a the obscure. Jones. It's the Jones, the Jones something. Act. Jones Act, yeah. yeah. So he did lift that, but still, if it were Texas, I mean, I don't know when he, you know, got eight. No, 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 you don't understand. The ship was all ship was already there in dock when uh, when the hurricane hit in Texas. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, 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 you don't understand. I mean, Puerto Rico, not only is it an island in the ocean, but it's filled with brown people. Right. So, fuck you guys. Right, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I don't know. And it's, it's not fine. <laughs> oh, wait. No, 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 go for it, it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and the uh, excuse is, well, the, the you know, because the shipping containers are there, which has the supplies for Puerto Rico. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the infrastructure is so bad, the roads and stuff, right. they can't get the cars or whatever. But still, have well, a helicopter there. Excuse me. Excuse. Right, that one. When they when they claim, well, you can't just helicopter. It's like, what do you mean you can't helicopter? You helicopter everywhere. Why can't so you helicopter? The Sikorsky helicopters are particularly made for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there should be people yeah. on the ground clearing the roads. Yeah, right. I don't, un- I don't understand this. Oh, I, right. Well, if, if you don't care. Well, right. yeah, of course, if you don't care, right. you don't have any compassion or empathy, mm-hmm. and you're a fucking racist. I'm just right. you're just Well, I, and I, the I, economic I, thing, yeah. you know, we don't want to... They, these they, bad they people owe money, so we says can't a man who was bankrupt yeah. four times. Yeah, I had read an article that Trump had business. Um, I think he had a. Um, he opened he up. He has a golf course. He has a golf course in Puerto Rico, but it went. Defa- it defaulted. It went bankrupt, and so Puerto Rico itself has to pay three hundred thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So he helped in the corruption. He helped in the bankruptcy. Right. Of uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Can I have a drink now? <laughs> <laughs> you want to add a little something? I need some vodka. I need something in there now. We're going to keep talking about. Oh, okay. yeah, but it's just so sad. Yeah. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. And yeah, he's still on the tweets. You know, basically saying, well, you know, you should be loyal. Talking to the uh, the mayor yeah. of right. Puerto Rico, you should be more loyal than you know to the United States and all that stuff. Yeah, to the United States. As opposed to, to these people who are mm-hmm. in yeah. trouble. But also, he has been. I'm. I'm sorry. I know. The talking ahead. about the NFL it, is, is it, a whole other thing. Yeah. But uh, she's calling him out because he's lying. He's lying and saying right. everything is fine. We're doing great. We're doing great, yeah. yeah. And she's saying that's not true. Right. That's not true. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. And more people need to actually be saying that in a public forum. And oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Because everything he says <coughs> is a lie as far yeah. as right. I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I mean, Pretty there's an interesting tug of war between loyalty and independent thought mm-hmm. and be able to express your independent thought, right. whether it be the mayor of Puerto Rico. Hey, you're not being loyal. Right. And, you know, black men who choose to speak independently mm-hmm. instead of being loyal. Right. You know, be a good black boy and, you know, and just mm-hmm. and work and, you know, yeah. hey, we pay to have you play. We didn't right. pay to hear what you have to say. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Uh, or what you don't say. Your, your silent protest. We even don't like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, there. What upset? I shouldn't say it's. You know, my first reaction last week, uh, week I think it was three of uh, the NFL. You had this growing thing of loyalty, and you had uh, Jerry Jones standing with the rest of the Dallas Cowboys, oh, right. kneeling and, yes. and all of that stuff. And the first thought is, oh wow, this is so wonderful. You know, they're standing up to. And then you're like, wait a minute, what are they standing up to? Right. It's the nerfing, if you're familiar with that term, uh-uh. of the cause. So nerf. I mean, if yeah. we're we're we're, we're, yes, all, yes. we're we're Generation Xers, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, nerf. No, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nerf. I'm not. I'm definitely not Generation X. <laughs> well, okay, I, I am. <laughs> so, in any case, nerf. You know, the nerf football, yes. yeah. which is a softer, cuddlier version right. of a real football, so right. that it doesn't hurt the children. Right. So uh, you have a, you know, you have the nerfing of this cause, mm-hmm. where instead of attacking cops who right. shoot black men, right, you have this kumbaya Disney esque thing. Right. It reminds me of Hands Across America. Yes. Remember Hands Across uh, America yeah. and Vaguely, yeah. and, uh, and all that, where everyone is like, "Hey, we're going to join a cause." 
but nobody really knows what the cause is. It just feels good. Right. You're not doing anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I really feel this is the NFL sort of controlling the narrative. They're trying. And nerfing yeah. the, um, this whole thing. It would be so great if the players just didn't come out on the field at all. Mm. At well, all. yeah. Except that's not what it's about. I mean, right. that's the that's thing. That's the crazy they're, thing. They're, they're it's all gotten focused on that. And on that, it's not that. that. Yeah. 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 So you don't have any in-depth thoughts about it. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just about the whole NFL thing or whatever. Oh no! I what I'm loving is the way it gets twisted into this thing. So suddenly it became about disrespecting the flag, and I'm like, wait a minute! How did the flag get in this? Isn't the national anthem is not the flag? Right. This is a song. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and and it's not what we stand for. We've never been a nation that. You know, lockstep with some sort of loyalty right. oath, right? Of patriotism or some requirement of patriotism, we fought for our freedom from that stuff, yes. right? Exactly, and the freedom to express anything. I mean, so if you think about what communism is, it is about absolute, absolute loyalty. No one speaks right. against right. the flag, right? Whether it be the Russian flag or the communist Chinese flag, mm-hmm. or now the American mm-hmm. flag. Yeah. Well, the other thing, well, of course, yeah. that he doesn't know is that you're not supposed to have the flag flat on a field. When they're unrolling it, that's mm-hmm. that's illegal. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. And these people wearing American mm-hmm. flags, no, you're not supposed to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's but it it's isn't about the flag. Yeah. That's We're the thing. We're being pulled into that so as well. So yeah. So yeah, they've started to push the conversation into other things. And mm-hmm. when you ask them <laughs> if it's, <laughs> I'm having trouble with my non-alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be alcohol in there. <laughs> uh, but. Instead of yeah, instead of staying focused on the topic at hand, we mm-hmm. have been dragged into all these other things. But what I love is the one of the things that came up on talk radio mm-hmm. on this uh, conservative station that I heard was people being mad about they're not respecting the anthem, and somebody pushed back and said, "Well, okay, so if I go to a sports bar, mm-hmm. am I going to see a bunch of people stop drinking and stop talking and stand up during the anthem? Is that what you see at a sports mm-hmm. bar?" Uh, nowhere, never. I've right. never seen it. I would be shocked. Isn't mm-hmm. that the moment when you get another drink or you go to the bathroom or you check your messages mm-hmm. because you know the game hasn't started? Right. Isn't that really what's going on? Right. So why are you suddenly incensed that the players aren't giving more respect than you, mm-hmm. the viewing public, give to this? It's yeah. it's just a ridiculous argument. And the whole symbolism thing. I mean, the flag. I mean, you can. I guess you can place whatever symbolism you have, but I mean, it's it's a piece of felt. I mean, it's yeah. we, we. I can be an American and not, you know, yeah. su- uh, salute the American flag. Right. I mean, I can, yeah. That's that's what our mm-hmm. says a man know, who has an American flag folded. Well, that's different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's for my uh, my late uh, mom who uh, passed away. Yeah. But uh, but no, yeah. I totally understand. I mean, it's yes. I mean, if people can point and say, "Do you love America? Does America love you?" Ah, how, how good now we got back to, to Langston Hughes. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. <laughs> Which is what I talk about on my other podcast, if I ever revive it again. Um, I'm an American, too, where mm-hmm. I talk to non-Americans. Um, yeah. You know, how is how <laughs> American treating you right now? Mm-hmm. You know? So so let's jump back to Celie Maurice. So tell us an origin story. How did you get into to acting? And you're from England. I am. Yeah. I grew up in North London. Oh. And... Um, my first acting was at age three in nursery school 
in a nativity play. Wow. And I was, an an I was the angel, and I had to stand on top of a ladder. No, wait a minute. You're in a nativity play, but you're Jewish. Oh, please. Okay, like it never matters. mind. Never mind. <laughs> 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 I'm a bad Jew, as I say. Um, but, the, uh, but I peed. And that's what I remember. Yes, that's what I remember, but it didn't put me off. So I wasn't – I always loved it, and I would sort of come into my parents' room and, and dance and then die at the bottom of their bed. <laughs> but I was streamed heavily mm -hmm. into music. Mm -hmm. uh, that was sort of the one rule in mm -hmm. our house was that music was the most important thing. And so I started the piano at four, picked up the viola, and – I was always asking, can I go, there was this wonderful, what was her name, it was the Conti Drama School in London, mm. and no, I was supposed to be the intelligentsia and headed that into mm. that direction. Mm. We had many friends who were in mm -hmm. the theater world. Did you have siblings? I have two younger sisters, they're each five years younger so than me. So you're, you're the oldest. I am. Mm -hmm. um, my middle sister lives in, has lived in Paris for 30 years. Mm. And has a thousand degrees and does music <laughs> therapy. <laughs> My younger sister lives in Palo Alto, and um, I, I still describe it as her being a defense attorney. But she now works with San Jose. Uh, oh God, Ruthie, I'm sorry, I'm going to get this wrong. Mm. Uh, she does mediation between the cops and these poor young kids mm. who are being screwed uh -huh. over. Yeah. So, so. That's sort of us, and I'm the, the dilettante in the, you know, <laughs> but, so I, oh, I did go to law school for a second because I thought I was supposed to do something serious, <laughs> but, but anyway, so in yeah. England, in England, we, we got to go to, um, the theater was just the language, the theater was the language, mm -hmm. Shakespeare was still alive, it felt like, mm -hmm. I'm not that old. <laughs> I realize that came out a little odd. <laughs> and, and music. So we also knew um, Jonathan Miller of Beyond the Fringe. Uh, Jonathan Miller, Peter Cook, Dudley Moore. Mm -hmm. and Alan Bennett had formed this thing. And Jonathan Miller was the cousin of... I have to interrupt here because I think Reg fell over in the kitchen because he has a sofa sitting in the middle of his kitchen. <laughs> oh, does he? <laughs> no, you don't have to. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but, oh, food. Mm. And um, so he, Jonathan Miller was the cousin of my best friend, and we actually made a few recordings together. He did a fantastic Alice in Wonderland oh. with Peter Cook and, like, it wasn't John Gilbert, but it was this crazy group of people for the uh -huh. BBC in the 60s. Wow. I was going to be Alice through the Looking Glass, but then, of course, we moved to America. Uh. Mer America. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I saw great theater when I was little, and I still always wanted to do We come to America. My father um, was part of the brain drain, came to Stanford and, and did corneal research. Mm. And uh, so we were here. I was thrown into a public high school. They were boys. Mm. And uh, I had no idea what a freshman, sophomore for me. I had nothing. I walked in blind because mm -hmm. we'd been in California for about three days and I was thrown oh. into this American high school. I went mm -hmm. wearing my little gray mm -hmm. woolen skirt, my 
Woolen underwear. This is mm -hmm. September in oh. California. It was about oh. 95 degrees. And I didn't even know where we lived. Uh -huh. So at the end of the day, so that was, but you know, people love the fact I was English and they still do, it's mm -hmm. so silly. Mm -hmm. So I was immediately popular, so that was how I went and didn't do any studying. Mm. Um, I joined, finally I got to do some theater in uh, high school and then I joined a group in Los Altos that was then run by the people who started the ACT Young Conservatory, oh. Luann and Ross Graham, mm -hmm. and they asked me to come up there. So I was in the first class of the Young Conservatory. I was mm -hmm. there for two years. Hmm. Um, and that was when going into San Francisco. I mean, you took the Greyhound and you walked through the Tenderloin uh -huh. mm -hmm. to get to Geary, and it was frightening for like a 15-year-old. Mm -hmm. But and we're talking about the 80s? So um, no. the 70s. Okay. So, um, so that was sort of making that move very, very slowly into the theater. Then I went to college, did music. Um, and my final, my like the last quarter and a, or two quarters, I thought, damn it. I'm going to audition for somebody. And so I did, and I got it. It was Ionesco. It was Bolsonaro. Wow. And then I did some Strindberg. And then it was t then it was graduation. No idea what I was going to do, so I went to law school. Six <laughs> weeks. Disaster. Mm. Complete disaster. Mm. And You're just not interested? or It was too hard. I mean, I knew I couldn't do that sort of studying. I walked into the library, and it was completely – in the library tour, I was lost. Hmm. I like the um, trial law, though, because we got to act. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, yeah. after six weeks, I thought, no, this is no good. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going down into Manhattan and um, hung out there, came back to California and thought, why the hell am I doing? So I started acting again at Stanford. One of the acting teachers was also a neighborhood playoffs person, and she was the liaison mm -hmm. to to send people there and she said you should go so I went and that was kind of it <laughs> that was it wait is there a dog in my head <laughs> <laughs> I've got the because it's, because it's uh, hot outside I have the screen okay. door it's there <laughs> Yeah, there's a walkway <laughs> along the uh, estuary yes, here. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. a beautiful view here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, this is great. This mm -hmm. is great. But, yeah, uh, that's part of the price is that we have this walkway <laughs> yes. that goes by. <laughs> uh, so I was in New York for six years, and I was acting, and I became equity and SAG. I came back here, uh, which was a mistake. I should have. Uh, yeah. I should. Well, I was very unaware, very unconscious, mm -hmm. and I'm only recently becoming more conscious about how to how how do you Focus get jobs in theatre? Yes, yeah. I had no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sort of things would fall because again the English thing. Yeah. There was always a big discussion at the Playhouse about American actors versus British actors. Sure. And I think. Um, I mean, and it was always like Olivier that they held up, and I thought, yeah, I guess he's great. There is, there is an Anglo yeah. fetish that oh I my feel God. have. Oh, it's, mm. it's, I mean, it's great for me, but it's also very limiting. We had, we had a guy named Ben Couch on, um, and uh, he, he's British, 
And he actually complains the opposite, where there are roles where he has to have an American accent. I figured he would, that would be no problem for him, mm-hmm. but he's had a hard time getting roles because he, has, he still has his British accent. Okay, right. I had something to say to Ben Couch. Whoever you are, don't audition for them. What is wrong with you? There are Americans who can do that yeah. far better. Well, he just <laughs> needs to find, you know, the specifically British roles. <laughs> I think that was what he was complaining about. There's not enough, I guess, purely British roles, unless he yeah. just did Shakespeare forever. No, there's Pinter. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And... I mean, you put on other accents. My American accent is horrendous, truly oh. <laughs> horrendous. Okay. I mean, I, I can't do the, I, I can't do mm-hmm. the R sound. I, I mean, it's R, uh, but I can do Mid Atlantic. Ben, mm-hmm. Ben, Ben. ben. <laughs> talk, call me. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk you to off the ledge. I mean, I've had the opposite, where you know, like Susan Evans will say, "Well, listen, Reg, you know, we're doing far away. We need yeah. you to have that British accent." It's like. Well, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. Yes. You can yeah. never, never quite no, get it. No, <laughs> I know. It, the, I think that's, you know, apart from the bad actors out there, uh. Uh, I'm, uh, no names, because I, I've right. forgotten who they are, because they are forgettable. Right. Um, but, yeah, the accent thing is really, it's mm-hmm. a tricky thing, because so many people don't have training, and training does help. Mm-hmm. And, Go take a class. Go go do that. Not that I do that. I wish I did. <laughs> so I'm complaining. Yeah, I know. I'm a total hypocrite. <laughs> well, I mean, you – so you <laughs> – so yeah. yeah. No, you mentioned that you had studied with Meisner. And yes. uh, I, I was talking with a, a bunch of other folks who have been on here to find out. There are some folks who learn a lot from school. There are some mm-hmm. folks who didn't learn a, a lot of, at all. They learn from actually going on stage wow. and making mistakes. And learning from those mistakes, or seeing other people's mistakes. Oh well, yes, I think both both are true at the same time. I yeah. think both can be true, and um, you know, mistakes uh, d- don't make mistakes. I mean, this is what you love to do, and if you know, don't do the mistakes. Well, certainly don't do them during performance. the mistakes but are the mistakes are their way because that's as it's a teacher, it's really annoying. It's to have students who don't want to do anything because they don't want to make, make a mistake. Yeah. And it's like, no, if you make a mistake, then I can if figure out how to adjust you. And it's yeah. the same thing with right. actors. Right. If you make a choice, if you really commit to a choice and it's the wrong choice, then we can try and figure out how to navigate you towards some other choice, some better choice. But if you're waiting for me to feed you where yeah. you're going, yeah. then all you're doing, then all you are is a puppet. Mm-hmm. And I have to be a really good puppet master. Yeah. Some directors are. But, no. No, I know, and the th- the thing is, in order to be, I think, a great actor, your ego cannot get in the way. It has to be preserved your e- because you have this confidence to go on stage, but you have to drop all of that in rehearsal and be open to anything. Yeah, go out and make a, a massive mistake in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Right, you that's know? what I meant. Right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. then it's fun, too, because mm-hmm. then you go... What is that? You know, tell me, tell me about what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really, that's very interesting. Let's yeah. see if we can somehow mm-hmm. play that game. So when you yeah. talked about Meisner, it, yes. it, it really sounds like the Meisner technique. I, I learned more of the method acting, and there were other techniques that we had at Circle and Square. But uh, it sounds like Meisner was more about getting as close to the truth as possible, oh, yeah. Yeah. merging the, the script and the environment, you know, whatever world the script it places you in. 
Right. You you basically go for the same. Uh, you you start with the script no matter what play in exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Something I was also way too lazy to do, which is to write out the entire your entire part. Mm-hmm. No um, punctuation. Mm-hmm. So it's just you just get these words and words words and then you forget about it, and then it comes out with the given circumstances. Mm. You know. So that the words, yes, they're important, but th- that's something you do later. But you just have to, it's like talking now. Mm-hmm. You have to not think about what you're going to say. I mean, you right. do, but, right. it's, but it's not painfully recollecting, okay, now I'm d- and I have to say this. Mm-hmm. So writing it out as a neutral palette, mm-hmm. then you bring, you know, the reactions and the reality of the situation and then the way you sit and then those mm-hmm. things. But the words are th- the least of it because it's all behavior. You know, mm-hmm. It's behavior that you want to see yeah. and then you refine it and make it that style yeah. and things like that. And you can do that in Shakespeare too. It, I mean, right. in, a, in a different way because it still has to be that you are talking to somebody but then you have the heightened moments mm-hmm. you know, if it's a history play or some great tragedy but it's still has to be real you know that's mm-hmm. you have to be able to people have to recognize what it is so th- i mean so they feel because you are telling a story mm-hmm. you are not the person to be crying on stage if you're upset you want the audience to cry right yeah you know? yeah. yeah and so that's a big thing to get certainly actors who haven't had a lot of training and actually i haven't had a lot of training it has been all through experience you know, tra- yeah mm-hmm. um that to say you're not performing you're not you don't want the audience sort of sitting there going oh my god how how, how did they learn all those lines right question always cracks me up how did you learn all those lines like, oh, i don't know anymore <laughs> right I, I mean just but like how did you get here today right <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the beauty yeah. of it yeah. is when you are focused on, I'm going to run my lines and do that, maybe you can do it. But on stage, hopefully you're in a moment where you don't know what the next thing you're going to say is. Right. Mm-hmm. That part of you is so engaged in the moment mm-hmm. that it's going to take the situation changing or something else to make you go, oh, now I say this. Now right. I right. Right. Exactly. It feels natural. Yeah. Yes. It reminds me so much, and going back to because you're an educator uh, and you know you teach kids. There are some folks, I guess, in, ele- in, in, the, in the public school system, there's a type of teaching where it's all in rote memory. Mm-hmm. And they, teach, they, they, they basically teach kids, whether it be math or sciences or whatever it is, memorize, 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 and this mm-hmm. is how you'll learn. Right. And somehow there's another type of teaching where it's more about here, well, I want you to understand what it is mm-hmm. so that you have – a true knowledge of what you're spewing out. It's not just rote memory. I I would like to interject because yes. I completely agree. However, thinking about how I learned my multiplication tables, mm-hmm. you know, where you just, it was rote because then you could quickly get to some, it was a language right. to get to something else really yep. quickly. Yeah. Yep. And then you could expand if you knew like seven sevens were 49. You know what I mean? Right, and it's like, right. so you don't have to think of the, the little stuff. It's mm-hmm. it, And it's like acting. We could never have this conversation on stage. I mean, it would be extraordinary if mm-hmm. after rehearsals, 
this is what happened. This is what it felt mm-hmm. like. Right. Because that's what you wanted to see. Well, um, if you remember the film, uh, My Dinner with Andre. Oh, yes. Oh, was, God. When it was great. announced, it was like, wait a minute, seriously, uh, wait a yeah. minute. You're just going to sit and talk at dinner. Wallace Shawn, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do I want yeah. to look at that? Do I do <laughs> and you get in the conversation, and Andre, it's Andre uh, Gregory, good. right? Yes. He... The when slightest he, thing that he says, yeah. or the slightest topic that comes up, and he suddenly goes, well, really, what you need to think about is this, and he yeah. so, 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 so yeah. deconstructs it, or unfolds it, or takes it in a different direction, and you're like, suddenly, they're getting to the end of dinner, and you're like, no, no, no. oh, we're done? Yeah, have dessert, do more. Yeah. 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 They should have done a sequel, that would have been funny. <laughs> dessert with Andre. <laughs> Postprandial drinks with mm-hmm. Andre. Walking on the I, I, yeah. I once had a roommate who was an actor, and he was studying at a studio where they were asked not to do any work outside of the studio. Um. And I kept telling him, I was running around doing shows all over town, and I was like, you should get out and do some, though. And he finally did. And he came home every night about, oh, my God, we learned so much. I think they did, like, True West. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we learned so much. We learned so much. And I was like, well, yeah, because I'm loving this, and it's been happening more where – I get in situations where I'm getting paid for something where I'm like, I'm not really sure exactly how I'm going to do this, but I have some idea and I have some skills to try and figure it out, mm-hmm. and I find it intriguing. And for a show particularly, like, I'm worried about what we're going to do with Hamlet, but I'm not scared. I know that there's a lot of things I can do. I know that some things that I might be able to do with, with the correct instruction, with guidance. And then there may be some places that we want to go that I'm going to be struggling. I'm still getting paid. I'm still getting paid. (laughs) And that struggle will be fun and exciting. And I love having those moments on stage where we're coming to that scene and it's not nailed down. Uh, We did, I did, um, uh, 10 years or no, I did um, Death of a Salesman at the beginning of the year. How could you mix those two up? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and there's um, a card game at one point so we both did our homework and we figured out what the card game was but it's really like it's like bridge or one of those games where the more you sort of know the dynamics of the game the more you can look at what you've got in your mm-hmm. hand and start strategizing this is so the anti activity to be doing when you were supposed to be running lines Especially since there are a few references to what is happening in the game. We started really playing the game. And there were nights where, yes, we were just throwing cards and grabbing and doing whatever when we needed to. But there were nights where we got lost. I would say more often there were (laughs) nights where we got a little bit lost. And that just kept it alive and fresh and wonderful. And the audience Mm -hmm. never knew. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is the... Another part of the miser thing is that you're suddenly given this activity right. mm-hmm. that was really hard, and then somebody came in and s- said with some emotional thing, and it was like, I have to talk to you. And you're going, mm, mm. and mm. the harder, you, it had to be a really hard activity. Right. And it, it I'm trying to these finish things. this. I'm yeah. trying yes. to get this going. Why are you talking yeah. to me? Yeah. Right. It's yeah. very similar to what you were talking about, Norman. Remember you mentioned uh, there was an activity where uh, someone was supposed to find an object on stage. Oh, that's the Stanislavski thing. Yeah, that's, right, that's exactly. It reminds me of that. And I remember in school, like, um, our teacher would say, listen, it's not about the emotion, but it's about the action or the activity. Mm-hmm. And the emotion comes out of either fulfilling the activity or not fulfilling it. Like, let's say you're going to do the scene, but you're going to fix a bacon sandwich. Or you're right. going to go in the kitchen and fix something and... 
And um, having our say is right. a whole scene where these women prepare dinner, a big dinner chicken. Mm-hmm. We had a freaking chicken. The poor stage manager had to wash that thing and throw it in the fridge, oh, and we'd have to get a fresh one every so often. And those actresses had to work with that thing, and one of them yeah. was a vegetarian. And I was like, yeah, that's going to give a lot of extra juice and energy to the scene, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I <laughs> having food on stage. Yeah. I was in a show once in the final, the final show. You know, it opens where I'm making toast, and this is just a funny theater story. It's got it, nothing because no, I want to talk about great. Stella Adler as yes, well. Because yes, I, yes, we I um, and the pair, mm-hmm. I have to remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> you know, it op- the, the lights come up, and I you've got this toast, and on the stove is uh, eggs and mm-hmm. bacon, and there's apples on the table, and come the <laughs> lights come up, and the the techies had put like this much toast, <laughs> this much toast, and I, d- I lost. I mean, immediately, right. I lost it on see, stage. For those who can't see, Celia's oh, got two inches, yeah. like two, two, two feet, feet, two feet of toast. And so, and they're standing backstage, and I can see them, and they are laughing right. their asses off as well. So then I think, okay, I, I, okay, I keep it together here. Turn to get the eggs, and there's like two hundred eggs sitting in the bag, and it's like. I can't believe they're doing this to me. So then I had to start the conversation with my family. And there was one line in the play where the daughter says something like, oh, I don't want to eat that. I just want to have an apple. And somebody says, a bad apple. And I go to reach for it, and it has written there, a bad apple. Mm -hmm. And so those sort of tricks and fun things on stage, when you are at a point where you know those lines, you know Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to do, (laughs) it's kind of this added like this, the mm-hmm. sensation. There's some actors who really like hate that. <laughs> you know, I don't. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, no. But what I learned, and, and it's not about saving it till those final performances, which some yeah. people like to do. I hate that. Yeah. But it is when you're in the process of learning the show, a wonderful way to keep you from just, just making it some in. dead exactly. thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, I used to like it a lot more, um, and not because. It because I crack up. I can't, you know. That's that's the bad part. But it is not a good thing. It's not a nice thing you're, to do. You're to making me actors. remember. I, I used to. I have. We did. I have um, a story to share too. But <laughs> what's um, Timon? Yeah, I think it's Timon. Timon of Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a scene where they were doing the scene as if it were in a boardroom, and I was going around. I was the servant, and I was going around and getting people to sign papers. And I just wrote different things. I started doing it in rehearsal where I wrote different things on the papers and made them sign. Yeah. And it got to the point where they looked forward to seeing what I had <laughs> yes, done every yeah. night. Exactly. And yeah. it, was, it was hilarious. But it also meant that every night that we did that scene, when we got to that scene, there was an extra level of energy because yeah. not only were they paying attention to what was going on, but they were also going to go, oh, what's he going to do today? Yeah, it's a present. Yeah. It's like a gift. It was, right. it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Now, my own little story, I remember doing uh, stage managing Water Buffalo, and there was supposed to be alcohol uh, on the stage. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we, you know, being a good stage manager, I just put water. Okay, we're going to pretend it's whiskey or whatever. Travis Bedard, Travis, if you're listening, hey, what's up? Uh, <laughs> I tried He was like at the very last um, week of performance. He was like, listen, give me real whiskey. I want, I want it real because he was going to have a performance and he wanted to oh. drink it and just, you know, really feel it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> All they can do is yeah. fire me. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so you had a Stella Adler story for us. I did because I was at um, 
when I was at the Playhouse, uh, Jennifer Grey was there and Pre-Knows Job. And mm. Is this Jennifer Grey of... Um, Joel Grey. Uh, oh, Joel Grey's... No. no okay, uh, the no Thing. Problem. The Thing. She's Babe. You know, Dirty Dancing. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was, that's I was singing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, I got to go up to her apartment. There was her dad nice. there, which was great. great. But I was also in class with Chris Noth. Wow. And of Law and Order fame. Yeah. Yes, and Mr. Big for the next That's generation. Right. Yeah. And he he was all of he did not follow the rules uh, because we were not supposed to certainly in the first year go out and work. But he went and he studied with Stella Adler and he asked me to come in and do a scene. So I did some scene work with Stella Adler with her sitting on her throne because uh-huh. she sat on a throne um on um down right, I think, in her class. And I would have loved to have studied with her because she added something. I mean, they were all group Stanislavski people, basically. But she added the thing that I recognized, which was the the classical culture of theater and how important it was to sort of be bigger Mm -hmm. as opposed to Meisner, who... It was it, it wasn't exactly internal, but it wasn't a, a declaration. Mm-hmm. And Stella Adler was, you know, the the first thing for her was voice. You had to speak up whether you had a good voice, a bad voice, uh-huh. whether you knew what mm. you were talking about. Mm. So it was that sort of technique. Hit the back of the audience. Hit yeah, the, hit, hit the back, the back of, of the wall. Yes. Mm. And so that was new for me. And I, once again, since I was a completely unconscious human being at that time, didn't follow up. Mm. With that, mm. oh, the other thing um, from New York that I mean, when I when I came back here um, in eighty, I guess it was the end of eighty three, and um, I was equity, and which was fine. It was like, oh, there's an English girl from New who studied mm-hmm. with Meisner. Oh, brilliant! Bring her in. Then I went to Susan's auditions, and that just it was like I want to work with these people, and they did not take Wh- equity. Were they active in eighty three? No. Okay. This was later. I because I stayed equity for you okay. know um, I was working. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, but then I met her and I thought the theater she's doing is so great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is Susan I'm Evans. Right. Yes. Easton. Hello, Susan. <laughs> Call me. Uh, that the only way I could work there was not to be equity, so I dropped out. Wow. Because I really, really wanted to work with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because theater she was doing was was great and do i regret it i only regret it the fact that i loved i loved the way that i was treated as an equity actor uh-huh. you know with the breaks and you get paid and you get right. special treatment and which you shouldn't get i mean everybody should be everybody, everybody should, should be treated that right. way yeah um and i think everyone should be treated as an equity actor yeah, of course. You yeah. should be treated as though this it is... It should be the standard, yeah. yeah. Th- th- this is something we value. We mm-hmm. value right. your time. Right, yes. You know, you are an important person to us, and to have the hierarchy doesn't feel There's great. an equity Facebook page, and somebody... There have been a few older actors saying, is it worth staying in as an older actor? And mm. so, And it's funny because the discussion barely gets anywhere. Nobody yeah. wants to really go there, but then somebody just boldly put it out. So what are the benefits of being an equity actor? And people come up with the same little list. But yeah, but I, I, to me, it's very similar to sort of the way the Republicans 
want to talk about rights in our country. We have these rights, you know, these are our constitutional rights and the Bill of Rights and all these things that are supposedly part of our structure of laws until we start talking about somebody else, either somebody who's illegal or somebody in some Nobody other country. Nobody is illegal. Right. But that, those <laughs> labels that yes. they want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly those rights that we thought were so important that we fought and died for them and all this sort of thing – they're so important, but we don't want to share them with we everybody else. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like the union has taken a position of it's not our job to do this for everybody, but we will do it for our people. So somebody else has to pick up that mantle. But right. I do hate when the union sort of treats it like you can treat those people any way you want, but our members need to be treated yeah. like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I didn't feel the absolute need to work on good theater – you know, if I'd stayed in equity, would I have felt that, though? I mean, I probably would have thought, <coughs> this doesn't seem right that we get, you know, mm-hmm. a break and we're getting paid and all of this stuff, and you are not. And the equity actors are no better right. than actors who are not equity. Right. Yeah. And so, I, and the union is supposed to be, I mean, aren't we all communists here? Ba- I mean, like the old-fashioned ones, not, right. not the new horrible ones. Yeah. <laughs> Socialist, let me put that up that about equality uh, yes about equality. exactly yeah mm-hmm. exactly so no and know, the union doesn't seem to focus yeah. on that it's really you guys were talking about equity of course i'm not an equity actor but i remember doing uh i was stage manager for othello and othello had two equity actors uh paul santiago and lauren grace i'm looking at the oh, poster right there lauren, yes. and um and they had specialized um they had, I'm thinking about the backstage area. They had special rooms oh, yeah. for uh-huh. them, and everyone else had their own rooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just felt as a stage manager, wow, I'm treating these folks a lot better. I mean, not that mm-hmm. they expected it or they right. were, you know, entitlements or whatever. But, of course, as a stage manager, I have to obey the equity rules. Right. And I remember saying, wow, I'm treating these folks better than the other folks and how bad that felt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's – it's well, and it's thing. to deal with the other side of this equation, which is that supposedly artistic vision of you know of some producer who just ignores the humanity of the people that they're dealing with and the dignity of the people that they're mm-hmm. dealing with in pursuit of their artistic vision. And yeah, no, we need yeah. breaks. And no, you yeah. can't waste my time. And no, I'm not going to get up on that rickety thing. Exactly. Right. Listen, I closed down a show when I was equity. I mm-hmm. closed down. Um, Hamlet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what a great play, mm-hmm. though. Um, what happened? Uh, well, the director was a drunk, mm-hmm. and I had never dealt with with that. Mm-hmm. He'd come in late. He'd he'd shout at us. He'd sit and sort of. We had some very good actors. God, that's where I met. Oh, okay, too long ago. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The one thing I appreciated about him when he called people in, he said, I want a monologue, but and it, you don't have to read a woman's monologue. You can read, mm-hmm. and it's like, thank you. Why didn't I think of that? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was hope that this was going to be sort of vibrant, but he would cancel rehearsals. He'd end up talking to oh. somebody for like an hour and a half, mm. and um, we – Three days before we were supposed to open in that space, and now it's being used again at Y in the city. That, um, you know, that what's it's beautiful. It's this beautiful old space, the one in Tenderloin. 
Oh, um. Who's using it now? Any, anyway, I can't, yeah. can't remember. We didn't have costumes. We did not have a stage manager. Mm -hmm. We had no lights. Wow. And so I finally, and people were getting upset, and I wrote to TBA, I wrote to Equity, mm. and I said, this is not okay. People are right. being treated really badly. Mm -hmm. And um, finally one day he did, I mean on that day when he said, well, I'm going to be interviewing a stage manager, and he took off for two hours. And I said to everybody, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. It was Thomas Lynch. That's uh, I, I met Thomas Lynch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him there. Yeah. And I was talking to him as the other equity person and saying, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, an equity actor can actually advocate. And right. they have a platform to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's still like then the union has become this corporation again. And yeah. they don't – and it's – frustrating. Anyway, I closed it down because I just said, I'm not going to put up with mm -hmm. this. I'm not going to act under these mm -hmm. circumstances. You shouldn't be acting under these circumstances. People should not be able to talk to you like this and treat you like this. Mm -hmm. And so when he came back from his interview um, with this young woman in tow, I said, I'm sorry. I, I cannot be in your play. Mm -hmm. I don't have any back. There's no backup. Nobody knows really what they're doing. Right. Uh, we can't park here. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. It means and so I left, and he came running after me, and I remember hiding, <laughs> hiding in a crevice somewhere in oh the God. in the Y, mm -hmm. and then just just leaving. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything. I mean, I, I laugh, time. but I mean, it's 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 a. Um, there are too many of those stories. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I um, I moved last year, and I had to move a bunch of stuff and sort, you know, sort through things. I found the script that I'd forgotten about. It was shortly after I got out of college. Um, a college alum, uh, some grad students who decided they were going to get out in the world and do their own thing, and um, and two of them apparently battled about what this show was going to be, and they got a group of us together and we worked it and worked it and developed it and we had scripts and we had an outline mostly is what we had an outline of what they thought they wanted to get to, and they couldn't agree about it and eventually they finally had to sit us down and have this deep conversation and say well. So we want to know what you guys want to do. And I think a lot of people were waiting for the first person to kind of raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm out. And uh -huh. it was a woman, and she did, and she walked out. And I was like, okay, the ice has been broken. Yeah, I'm out. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to make the big announcement. Yeah. I'm just, but I think that's always going to happen. There are always going to be new people. I'm talking to somebody right now who wants to do a read of her new piece. And I said, well, I'm equity. And we can do it as reading. Mm. We can t if this is going to be a public presentation, here are the ways that you can do this. And she said, well, I'll get back to you. And I said, okay. And here are the links to the documents so that you can read about this. And I said, and I'll be happy to walk you through it so you don't mm -hmm. feel like you have mm -hmm. to do this cold. But if we can even have a conversation and you decide you, you don't want to do it, that's fine. Because yeah. it's really not that hard. But if you can't meet that minimal standard – that's okay. I can't do it. I got to walk away and good luck with what you do because, yeah, you might have somebody up on a rickety ladder or something. And no, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. not that guy. Yeah. There, there's so many, um, I don't know if they're young directors or young companies that expect actors, especially young actors, hey, you're, you're excited about theater. So I want you to go up and do that and, and right. do this. And we're going to pick mm -hmm. some sets. It's going to be fun. And yeah. And and what they do is they ju it's just taking advantage. Yeah, it is. People, people burn out. Yeah, yeah, they do. And you know, I remember uh, I, 
the second time I worked at Theatre Works. I was equity. And the stage was raked. I, I mean, and people don't do raked stages. I mean, mm-hmm. but that was kind of okay. It was, it was really wow. tilted. Wow. And also, then there was this walk on top, and there was no um, rail. There was no rail, so mm. somebody fell off. Oh. But I was in the equity dressing room, speaking of all this, mm. and there was just two of us, and everybody else was shoved cattle car like oh, somewhere man. else. Mm. And um, one of the women in the show, actually my best friend Martha was pregnant at the time Mm -hmm. and she couldn't handle all the the things but to get her to come into the equity dressing room was kind of a deal Uh but I said she has to come in she she cannot stand she cannot do this she cannot but then you think but all those other people they're having a good time Mm -hmm, right because they don't know any better right right at the same time you know sitting in there in this grand place with a lot of room Mm -hmm. just yeah, it's like, I mean, growing up in England, what a class system, and it's still there. Right. And yeah. it's here, too. Right. And, and we don't even want to talk about yeah, the class but system. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, just driving up here mm-hmm. and suddenly getting off the nice roads and you enter Oakland and everything falls apart and you go, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, Would exactly. you fix the fucking roads, please? Yeah. 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 I just, I, and I was saying before, I live in the number one or number two zip code uh, in the States. I live in Atherton. Oh, okay. Been there since 73. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has changed. It used to be this bucolic Stanford professor type place. Right. Not anymore. $37 million homes, $50 million on my street. And so I always have to say, when people say, where do you live? And I go, I live near Stanford. (laughs) <laughs> and then if they say, well, where exactly? And I say, oh, yeah, I don't know. I said, but we are the last bohemian house. It's like <laughs> flipping Grey Gardens. Yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, but then it is. I live with yeah. my mother, okay. my daughter's ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. a cat, and then some Latvian crazy person, nice woman who lives in the cottage. The cottage makes it sound like it's mm-hmm. a place. It's mm-hmm. not a place. Um I mean, it's a house, but it's, right. you know, it, we're not grand. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be, I have never understood why in Palo Alto, East Palo Alto, especially in the 70s, right. <laughs> it's East Palo Alto, you come over 101 and you're in Palo Alto. Right. Why the hell didn't people just march across that bridge and burn the fucking place down? I don't understand. There's right. no, still no Safeway in East Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. You know, and now these homes, those homes are selling for close to a million. Mm-hmm. It, and, but the disparity is, is beyond me. And this is why f- theater, we were talking before, yeah. what is theater now? And you asked me if I thought, you know, theater could be this new thing thing or whether I was just this classical like yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're talking yeah, about millennials yeah. how do you get millennials and the yeah. new sort of we talked about uh, and how the Filipino yeah well, all the yeah, cultures yeah well, yeah, we were talking about how um, Piano Fight and a bunch of others are doing it has this uh, what I call a business model of having like one acts or new plays coming in mm-hmm. and even contests like Piano Fight has this right. contest you know and you can win like a, um, I don't know five thousand dollars or something and maybe that's the newer business model instead of the, what I would call, air quotes, traditional theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Ibsen and Chekhov and, you know, that, that sort of stuff. And uh, whether, 
And I was asking you, Celia, you know, whether you felt uh, like, oh, why should we, why should theater been so low just to mm-hmm. get people in? You know, mm-hmm. why can't it be like the old? But, you know, you're saying, hey, if theater has to change or evolve for it does. the 21st yeah. century, why yeah. not? It yeah. has to. And then there was the whole discussion of casting and how do you present a classic play because you don't want to complete, you don't want to throw that away because they're right. still telling stories, mm-hmm. stories that mean something. But mm-hmm. there's, and, but it's like music. I mean, I'm never going to say, I'm not going to listen to Bach because, like, 1685, really? Yeah. So, yes. And, or in, in my case, it would be some horrendous modern music. I mean, I sort of stop around Bernstein and Stravinsky, kind of my. Mm. That's mm-hmm. like, oh, ouch. Um, but it all has to be there. It all comes from the same source, it all comes from storytelling. Right. right. Anyway. And there are just different ways of telling stories. And what is relevant to one person isn't to another. But mm-hmm. maybe the people to whom it's not relevant, you want to bring them in mm-hmm. so they can go, oh, you know, that's interesting. Yeah, what do I have to do with you know, the, the British gentry? But, oh, they're just assholes. Or they have the same problems. Or look how sad that person is. Mm-hmm. But I need to see that in my language. And so that's okay. You can do that too. And, you know... The more the are there companies that you feel or people that you see or that are doing things? Like I know Theater First, for example, is making a huge effort to create new works and to try and deal with – I mean, who is it now they've got um, – well, I think they're going to be involved with the uh, – there's a celebration that happens at Defemory Park um, uh, where the Panthers were doing their programs back in the days. And so this is the 50th anniversary of some Black Panther oh, um, really? yeah. date. And they're going to be a part of that. And I was like, oh, it's really cool to see them doing that. Are there organizations that you've well, seen or been working with well where you feel well like they're reaching out in new ways? Um, yes. Oh, God, I have to think now. Mm. Um, but speaking of Theatre First, mm-hmm. I did Color of Justice there years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was great. It was – and the feeling – I have to say – With Claude. Who? Schaefer? Yes, Claude. 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 No, 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 no. Clive. Clive, Clive Schaefer, yes, who's yes. in England now. Yes, yes, and things. He went back. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I saw I, that. You did. I, I was the judge. That. I was, and that was Lauren was in that. That's where I met ah, her okay. and a whole bunch of people. Um, and that was a place where... Lauren Grace? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, she was... Uh, the In that theater, I was the judge. Mm-hmm. And there was one time when somebody... I've had this happen three times. Cell phone went off. And I stopped the proceedings. Hmm. <laughs> I said, we do not have cell phones in, in the court. Please. Which, which is what, what happened in real life. There yeah, you yeah. And then, it, and then turned it off. And then it rang again. And I said, all right, we're stopping until this person leaves the room, turns their phone off. So we waited. Uh-huh. And then it was like, thank you very much. You may proceed. And ev- the actors are going, but it was really fun it's really fun so yeah um, they've always been that organization that paid attention to the talent pool mm -hmm. and you know and was looking for really dynamic work yes and so i'm let me think dynamic work because you mentioned pair as as a place okay thank you this is very well done um uh, nothing comes up 
<laughs> straight away, except I love Christian Haynes, mm. and um, I work yeah. with Shot, and I'm trying, to <laughs> I'm trying to produce something with him mm-hmm. um, that I did at EastEnders in 100 Years of Sex Act. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. going to do, I'm hoping to do The Marriage Play by mm-hmm. Edward Albee, because you have to say that. Um, Great. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I... Yeah, I think shots, uh, that sort of thing mm-hmm. is great. I would love to be involved in playground. I find that the the um, theatres that are dynamic, I don't know. I mean, I feel as though they're in the East Bay and coming from the peninsula, which mm-hmm. sort of has this soft, it feels softer. There's no urgency. Yeah. And I, th- I, I feel that much more the case over here on mm-hmm. this side. Um so I can't answer that question because I nothing jumping out. Yeah. Uh, but so th- but the pair. Okay, mm-hmm. let me just mm-hmm. let me just yes, talk, about this. talk about this. So the pair theatre in Mountain View has just got a new artistic director. Her name is Betsy Cruz Craig. Oh, okay. And she came from Tucson several mm-hmm. years ago, and she's acted around. She's very vibrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a, an Amazon. And sh- I think in two years, the sort of the plan is to bring in actors from not just th- not just the pool that we sure. had before, and to make it into a theatre like the Dragon Theatre. Mm-hmm. Th- those are the two theatres there that have some sort of um, there's a freshness and a newness. Yeah, with the Dragon. I think I've talked. We talked about once, maybe. Um, I'm yeah. really curious to know more about them. Yeah. They Meredith sound like they are doing dynamic yeah. work. M- Meredith does. They do fascinating things. They're doing um, a, a, almost a circus type of thing now, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen. Dale Albright has, is uh, uh-huh. directing something else oh, there. Oh, uh, awesome. Uh-huh. Um, and so he's sort of involved there. And But at the pair, there's a beautiful new space. They have It's very close to the Shoreline Cinemas down among mm-hmm. you, the 16. Mm-hmm. They're they're opening something uh, tonight in the next room. Uh, the vi- or the vibrator It's closing play. tonight. Oh, it's or closing. It's closing. Yeah. Okay. And it was yeah. Um, and I saw that, and that was hilarious. I mean, it was very. It was good, and you know, it's it was pushing things just a teeny bit. You know, we're talking about sex and like vibrators <laughs> right <laughs> now, <laughs> but we're in the eighteen hundred so everything's right. okay. You know, right? Um, but it's a good play, and I enjoyed it thoroughly, and the design was good. Anyway, so. Betsy is going is going to sort of lift the pair into now mm-hmm. a little bit more, I think, and is <laughs> by chance had to take over the directing of the next play, Enemy of the People. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and I am for the first time ever assistant directing, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Now is this. The Ibsen, or is this the, this is the rewrite? Ibsen. Okay. This is no, yeah, no. This is the that one. Yes. Okay. It's not the other. The Miller, Helen Arthur Gadlin. Miller. Is oh, it? oh no, Arthur Miller did a. Oh, this was my homework. Arthur Miller did do Enemy uh, of the People. Right? Enemy of the People, three yeah. hours long. Yeah. This is yeah, a yeah, yeah, different yeah. one. This is written by a woman. It, I think oh. it's on Broadway. It's like ninety minutes. Oh wow! So it's the language is much more concise. Uh huh. 
and um, it actually makes it sort of enjoy enjoyable because people are going to think Ibsen. No, really. Mm. But this is current events. It's about right. water. Well, it's the water. Yeah. It's Flint. It, it you know, come Flint. on, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's there's that. And um, no, it is very specifically that because the <laughs> political powers and the corporate powers are saying, yeah. "Wait a minute, are you sure yes. there's a problem? Yeah. Are you sure? Shouldn't we study it more?" You can drink the water. Will yeah. you drink it? Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's because, and this time it's the spa. Yeah, people are sick. They're right. going in there, but we can't change it because we'll lose our livelihood. Yes. So it is very current, and um, so. Well, what was I was just going to say that I'm assistant directing and, and I'm doing pair, sort of yeah. the acting stuff, yeah. and ah. I think that the pair is really going to be a place to look at now because of the change of hands. That's mm -hmm. great. And I do think you should bring Betsy up here because absolutely, um, yeah, because she has a lot to say. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that's the thing. And as for acting, I'm I'm hoping to do this thing with Christian uh -huh. mm -hmm. in the spring. Yeah. Then to see, and then you know, to start. I'm ready to start auditioning again. Mm -hmm. Although I prefer being called in, but <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> and that's no, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a whole other thing. I, I, I think you would so reach the point I, where I, you know you yeah. just get phone calls because I think yes. you've done. You know enough. Well, Cal Shates um, has auditions coming up. You've done enough auditions. Yes. <laughs> Cal Shates has auditions the next couple of days. They're generals, and uh, uh, Monday, Tuesday. Really? Yeah. I'm in res. Oh, oh well. And I <laughs> looked, and I was waiting for my Hamlet schedule, so I didn't apply when I first saw it. But mm -hmm. I applied, and I just got a slot a couple of days ago. So I'm like, Great. okay. Oh, um, you'll be auditioning for that, for the generals? I'm going, well, but, and I'm going with a different mindset than I would have gone 20 years ago. 20 years ago, like, I finally got a season there after auditioning four or five times, and I was like, you know, it's okay that I'm auditioning four or five times. That's not my issue. My issue is each time you walk in the door as if it's the first time you've walked in, and even when they greet you and they remember you, there's still not a, there's not a sense of, Oh my gosh, you did wonderful it's work. You, yes. I mm -hmm. should put you on a list and we should try to keep track of where you are so that you don't walk through this door again in our, you know, this cold general audition. And mm -hmm. now I'm like, you know what? Because I was talking to somebody about preparing a piece and I said, well, what I started doing was listing for myself. I put in my date book, I'm auditioning. These are the pieces that I did. And I'm going to start, I just started that this year and I'm going to now, I'm, it's towards the end of the year, I'm going to make a list of the theater companies that I've auditioned for, what pieces I did, because I don't want to go in with the same piece. And I was talking to somebody about it, and they were arguing, well, but that'll remind them who you are. And I'm like, well, if I did that piece, and let's say I did it well, and I didn't get, get cast, cast in anything, yeah. right? coming in and showing them exactly the same thing, unless I know it's perfect for some role in their season, why not show them something else? And then they can go, oh, right, you're yep. the guy that did that thing last yep. time. Yep. And now we saw you do this. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. Of course. It's very and good. I, I think I've talked about this yeah. with Susan Evans because there there have been times where Susan only cast me in these roles. Right. And I'm like, at first I got really upset because I was like, hey, I want to do other roles. Mm -hmm. But then I told myself, I've only shown her one side of me or this right. side of me. Mm -hmm. If I want these other roles, I'm going to have to grab that have mon to come uh, in some and monologues that. Yeah. and show them something else. Yep. And sometimes you have to lower your, your pride. You know, it's like, right. you know me. Well, th and that's yes. where I'm at. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm spending less time working on the monologue because mm -hmm. I have a catalog of monologues in my head that I really can pull up in no time. 
So it's less work on that and more work on the who am I going to see? Is there going to be anybody but an intern in the room? <laughs> right. Right. Is there going to be an actual casting director in the room? Is there actually going to be somebody who does that? Are the directors, for God's sake, will the directors be anywhere near this? Yeah. Now, I know they won't be. The directors won't be there at all. Yeah. So I will go in and try to impress this person with what I can do so that I can hopefully get to that next tier. I think at a certain point you need to make sure that you put a level of talent at the next tier and just mm -hmm. say, we're calling you in. Or when we see your interest, we say, hey, don't bother with this. We'll bring you in yeah. to see, let the director see you. Because yeah. you're wasting my time. You're wasting your time. Oh, it's you. You're yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, we didn't need to do this. And you ran into a problem, Celia, when you directed a piece and there was an actor who you didn't cast. I mean, that's the problem when you have people casting folks oh my and they're not directing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's like, well, yeah. I don't know why this person's here. I wouldn't have cast this person. And, you yeah. know, you run into problems. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I <laughs> wanted to, to talk about, I know we're running long. About your fantastic work in the birthday party, mm -hmm. uh, the Howard, uh, Harold Pinter. Because there are a lot of young actors who are like, hey, if I'm going to make it big, I've got to be big. And I've got mm -hmm. to, you know, really right. just emote and whatever. And your role, I mean, this is when you had won the TBA um, yeah. uh, Best Actress Award. But it was so subtle. I mean, your, the, your interpretation. I don't know if people know the birthday party by Harold mm -hmm. Pinter. But basically there's a, uh, there's, I think you and your husband, the character, have mm -hmm. a... Um, you own a, uh, a f what is it, a, a renting a, space? Yes, it's, it's a, we have a, a house and we let a room and we've been letting a room for a long time mm -hmm. to this young man. Mm -hmm. And then as in Pinter's life, things, people come in from the outside, from another world mm -hmm. of your own and disrupt it or just make it very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, disrupt basic you know, the, the basic life that you have lived. Uh, it's an element of distrust and, and fear mm -hmm. or just the fear of the unknown is really what it is. Mm -hmm. The thing about the Pinter for me was that the language fit in my mouth so easily. And I will say that this I was very lucky because Pinter was a Jew from North London. Uh -huh. I'm a Jew, you know, and it's like there's something that just sat uh -huh. easily. I did so little work mm -hmm. on background mm. or things, and I actually don't often do that type of, I mean, it, it depends, but it was so immediate. Right. And so I just, yeah, they're different class from me, mm -hmm. but I so understood it in my bones. Mm-hmm. And I had the actors, you know, who could, you know, we could play together with that. Yeah, Adam Simpson and was in it, and he's been yes. a part of the show. And you, and the rapport that you had with him was wonderful. Yeah, and I actually acted with him before at Theatre Rhino. Um, mm, he -hmm. had to pretend to be my son, and then I had to, he was in, I think, oh, God, what was it, Dorian Gray, and then I had to rape him on stage in a, uh, hmm. in, in a, in a fog okay. while he was wearing a pea coat. I mean, it was... It, uh, <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> and then I had to be a rabbit who was shot in the aisle. Hmm. Okay, so that was fun. Uh -huh. I wasn't allowed to do this. I wasn't allowed to bounce. I wasn't allowed to bounce and go wabbit, wabbit. Uh, but, you no, know, the Pinter, it was, it was a combination of Richard and the cast 
the script that just it all fit. It really, I. It was the first one of the first one of the few times. And this is always this is exciting when it happens to actors. Mm. You come off the stage and you go, "What just happened?" Uh-huh. And it was like we were actually living it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it something else had taken over. And you know, I I think the way that Richard di- directs is fantastic, and he's a real actor's director, uh-huh. you know. Huh. And he listened to. Um, <coughs> what we had to say. Mm-hmm. So it was collaborative, and then he'd say, no, we're going to do it this way, but at least he, you know, he listened. And right. I don't know, the whole thing was just a dream. So I'm afraid I don't have much to say about my performance, because it was just, it was, uh, I just slipped into it. I put on that, those words, mm-hmm. and then the costume, and um, that was it. Yeah. You know, unlike, for instance, Mrs. Warren, which mm-hmm. was really Yeah, Mrs. Warren's profession, which you did at the DMT. I did. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, I'm sorry, I really can't give a good answer yeah. to that question. But, but well, it sounds similar to what you were talking about with, you know, Meisner and that yeah. idea of just living, just yeah, letting it be Yeah, but this was made simple. easy for me. Mm-hmm. I already had the ticket for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to do that yeah. extra work. It but it's the power of the subtlety of acting. I mean, like oh, even when yeah. you did um, Death of a Salesman, mm-hmm. you didn't have to do a lot of, yeah. you know, outward stuff. I mean, you know, basically the words. And having other actors surround you. Because in, in the play The Birthday Party, other actors are, at, are, are emoting and, right. you know, and exploding yeah. around you. Right, right. But because they're searching for the boy, and then there's the woman that comes in, yes. and I think she gets killed. Jessica and Risco. No, she doesn't <laughs> get killed. She gets very raped. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's all happening around you, yeah. and all you're doing is really reacting. Right. It's a reactive – it was a reactive – and that's – I mean, but that's so easy. It's just like, you know, you it, it's easy-peasy. You just listen mm-hmm. to what's going on, and you have the given circumstances. Yeah. But you have to be emotionally there to absorb well, what's going so. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I Not guess. everybody can do it. Right. Yeah. No, this was a very. It was sort of the perfect, the perfect thing for me. Yeah. It and sounds like a great feeling. Oh, it was fantastic, and I want to. I want to do more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you have any more to say about the pair, or did you say what you had? Come to on down, people. <laughs> Come see Enemy of the People, That's and right. um, uh, and to look look forward to what's going to be happening there. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm hoping to be a part of it. I hope to get into the casting part of it because I feel as though I have a, a mm-hmm. wider reach than many of the people down there. Mm-hmm. And to say this is also a place where if, if you have an idea, maybe we'll have a second stage. We want to have classes. Right. I want to do brush-ups because I, I love, you know, if somebody has a model, they go, oh, yeah, yeah. And there's like this, the TBAs right. down in South Bay. Right. Come, yes. prep. Prep at the pair. I will, you know, I'll help you. Betsy will help you. She's mm-hmm. great. We have other great resources there. Yeah, there are not a lot of venues where you can brush up your. Do you know places where? Not really, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. That's and great they, it's an absolute lack on the peninsula. And so, you know, starting a school is, I mean, just something, you mm-hmm. know, to, to make it a. I keep using the word vibrant. But, you know, that's what theater is. It's, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it would be nice to feel like there's that energy, that yeah. connection yeah. that is vibrant. That, yes. You know, mm-hmm. that it builds off of what's there. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and, you know, the pair has been nominated um, 
again for pass license, uh, which is a yearly thing for the TBAs, and mm -hmm. um, even though she wasn't nominated for any production of the pair this year, Pat Tyler, who is who did Anne Frank at Palo Alto Players. I mean, there's. Mm -hmm. I know that the East Bay doesn't really have a clue what's going on over there too well, that's much. That's what I we want to hear about. Yeah, it. I mean, Mount Theatre Works in Mountain View, and then San Jose Stage mm -hmm. and City Lights right. are sort of the, the three. But there are these other few ones that mm -hmm. we need to publicize more too. I mean, mm -hmm. that's another th that's that business part of the mm -hmm. acting, which I'm not, I not me, but we <laughs> need to we need to get the word out that you know come help us build a company that has now been it's been given another life with a new artistic director. Right. Come help us, show us what you've got, and so you know it's exciting, and I I hope that we can really. Fulfilled that promise. Yeah, fair theater. Before we do shout outs, I wanted to, because um, we talked briefly about women's issues, about women uh, and, and um, like during rehearsals and mm -hmm. how they're treated or whatever. You haven't, have you had to deal with any, I guess, mistreatment or let's say some misogyny um, as a woman actor and even as a uh, director or just I any part of uh, theater? Maybe not. M maybe you've been treated you know, very, very well. I think. Maybe I've repressed it <laughs> because I don't really feel that. And once again, I have a. F I mean, I've. I, there have been directors who have been rude just to, uh, because they're not nice people rather mm -hmm. than like, ah, give me something, you know, give mm -hmm. me something. Yeah. Um, and I. But you're also very assertive. I mean, if, if something is not right, you'll oh. say it. Yes, yeah. I will, because yeah. it actually means something to me yeah. to be up on that stage and yeah. to be doing the work, and I don't want to get you know, fucked around with. And right. so I've never really had that. Um, that uh, you know, I'm, I guess I'm lucky. I mean, also, in just I would not want to be a 20-year-old now. Mm. I mean, although there are voices coming out that, that are giving voice to people who haven't had voices before. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important to let people know you can speak up. Yeah, maybe you'll get fired, but so what? <laughs> you know, in a way, mm -hmm. I, I really feel that. I haven't had a problem with it. Again, I will say about fifth time now or something, I'm English. And mm -hmm. there still is this, like, oh, she must know what she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And she went to Stanford, so she must be incredibly bright. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, no, no, not really. Mm -hmm. You knew my real story? No, <laughs> not at all. But any injustice or any st stupidity mm -hmm. uh, really get to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put up with it. And, you know, I've had other younger actors come to me and go, I don't know how to deal with it. And I'll go, you know, my first instinct is, I'll take care of it. But now it's I've sort of changed to, this is you know try mm -hmm. this, try this, try this, and if it doesn't work, then let's we'll take it up a notch. Mm -hmm. I really, I really haven't. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, yeah. I think the point is is correct. You know, stand up for you know if things aren't right, speak about it. Yeah, stand Even up. Even if you have to shut down the show, you know, yeah, it's not you, it's them. Right. You know, be, it's yeah. about respect. Yeah. 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 And so to all the actors out there who are scared or just feel it's not your place to stand up, that's when you kneel down. Shout outs. Um, well, you know what? I, Hamlet starts rehearsals next week. So mm -hmm. um, that's going to be exciting for you. I, I'm very happy yeah. to finally get to it. 
Um, I can't shout out, but I've got a show coming up in the spring. It's just, you know, there's some final things happening. Okay, we won't jinx that's it. something I can announce, but um, happy <laughs> The spring of that. 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you sow the seeds real quick. I mean, you know. You and I just, I worked hard this year to try and get out to places I hadn't been. I've mm-hmm. been knocking on doors that I hadn't been knocking on, and. So things are starting to happen. That's been really nice. Awesome. Um, my birthday is coming up. Yeah. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> and um, next, a week from today, actually, we're going to do a bike ride. We've been another friend whose birthday is today. Mm-hmm. Um, so the weekend between our birthdays, we do a bike ride mm-hmm. on the Bay Bridge. So we're going to do that next week. So I'm awesome. looking forward to that. And I'm trying to find other little things to be doing. And it looks like. I think we just got tickets to um, I'm Not Your Negro. Oh, you're talking about the James Baldwin? The James Baldwin. I saw that. I saw that. I saw it. Um, well, yeah. I'm going to get to see it on the 14th. So I'm gonna, okay. I'm, those are things Good. I'll we, put You, you and I can chart. talk about it because uh, I have my own uh, thoughts about it. I think I've mentioned it Oh, before. I'm looking. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. That'll yeah. be fun to look forward yeah. to. Um, the other thing that I just wanted to mention because I didn't realize we, we haven't probably haven't even seen each other since we did a show way back at the San Jose yeah, stage. Yeah, I wish I could remember what year that was. Oh I goodness. think it might have been 2000 because I just finished up a bunch of old taxes and that was a year that was in question. Okay. And I can't, and I, that was back when theater companies did something they can't do anymore. The weekly check I was getting always said travel on it. Oh, And they can't right. get away with that stipend stuff the way they used to now. That's right. That was my last equity show. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, when I saw your name or I've seen your name around, I keep going, mm. I think... Yeah. I think you was in there with us. With yeah, Lu- I just I Louise. played with Louise Linux or something like that. I think I was a guy with Linux actually. I yeah. Right. I just you know I ran around a lot. I was soldier number two running around in, in a bunch of scenes. I probably have a picture or two of you in fatigues. Mm. Or the it was just right. yeah. We we did we had, uh, <laughs> we had a camo. Yeah, so it was camo and, and the witches were speaking this mixture of Creole and Spanish. It was. It was kind of fun. I liked, yeah, I liked what they did. In fact, I've always wanted to see somebody play with the Lady M role the way they did to give her more to do because there's that section where she just sort of disappears. Yeah, she's gone. Then she comes back crazy. Yeah. And, you know, to fix, give her a better through line, I thought thought that was cool. I learned a lot, and I think that's the only time I've ever worked with Ken. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've auditioned for him many times, but. Oh really? So interesting. Far. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he was a, he was a taskmaster. Yeah. He needed to be for a fast for really. But um, man, it was a workout. It yeah. was a workout. It was great. Awesome. So um, shout outs. Well, shout let me, outs. Let me get into uh, birthdays. Uh, we have. Uh, hold on for a second. Uh, John Fisher. We had him on the show. It's his birthday. On the third. Happy birthday, October John. the third. He will be fifty-four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruben Gahalva. It's uh, today. It's today. That's yes. exactly right. And he uh, he works with. Uh, you mentioned um, the um, play. Uh, God, what is what is the? Um, it's not play play. It's the Portrayal Hill, Hill Theater playground. Playground. Yes. Yeah. He, he's one of the play. One of the resident, resident playwrights, playwrights at Playground. Yeah. Also, um, Joe Besecker. I think he is affiliated with um, the. Uh, Peter Matthews is also there, uh, or at least he was there. The um, Boxcar, Boxcar Theater, I think so. Okay. Not Beesaker. Beesaker? Yeah, that's what I meant. Beesaker? You don't know that guy? I, I do. He's a writer. He's a playwright. Yeah. What is 
I see, I see his birthday there. Okay. <laughs> no, I have I have birthday names that come up, but okay. I, I, I don't know. So, okay. Lorenz Gonzalez, his birthday is on the second. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna look it up now. I feel bad. Well, Facebook needs to know if if that's true. That they don't they don't do it because I've got like Stephen Randolph and I've got a bunch of friends who I know are dead. Okay. Um, and they keep listing them, and I'm like, okay, that's a little weird, y'all. Oh. Okay. Well, my my apologies, but I I remember I remember. Con- I don't know. I had some sort of contact with him a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Lorenz Gonzalez, his, uh, he's an uh, actor uh, at Bendelstiff. As a matter of fact, he's doing Welga uh, and Bendelstiff uh, right now. His birthday is on October the 2nd. Uh, an old Ellington um, friend of mine, Allison Crockett, uh, actress, actress, singer. Her birthday is October the 2nd. And we talked about John Fisher already. Yeah. Shows, uh, so I mentioned already um, uh, the... The sh- the show that's playing at the per- the the peach the pearl um, the pear, no. the, pear. <laughs> the vibrator play which that's is right, the vibrator closing play. this weekend right right exactly that's closing this weekend so that's what's going on and yeah it's called in the next room the vibrator play uh, play by Sarah Rule love Sarah Rule yep. and um, also uh, checking this out so there's also um, Welga, that's being played at the Bindlestiff uh, Studios, and that'll be uh, running until uh, mid-October. I'll um, p- uh, press my play, which will be uh, heading um, in. Um, it's you part of the Musical Cafe. Week, yeah. yeah, so we've started musical rehearsals already, and that is uh, part of the Musical Cafe. My play is called Nia, and it's one of four 20-minute musicals. One is uh, Love the Struggle. One is The uh, Loving Tree. Um, and then there's Nia, and uh, I should have this stuff written down. There's a, there's a fourth one that I don't have right now, and I'm not going to search for it right now. And uh, then we have your, um, I see ACT, American Conservatory Theater, they're doing Hamlet. Yes, yes they, are. they are. <laughs> yes, I'll they tell you, are. Hamlet, this is like the fifth production of Hamlet yeah. this year. And then there's the one from the National that you can see in the cinemas with Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. That was amazing. Yeah. Do you go to the National I've Theater things? I've never seen those, no. Yerma. Go see Yerma. It's playing in Berkeley, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday with Billy Piper. Mm-hmm. It's it's based on a Lorca play. It is fantastic. Wow. Everybody, subscribe to the, new mm-hmm. the National Theater live in cinemas and go mm-hmm. see Yerma if you're in Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting concept, seeing theater. I mean, seeing... You know, I guess live theater in in the regular movie theater. It's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're pretty close up. I saw Angels in America and Perestroika mm-hmm. with uh, Nathan Lane and um, oh, what's his name? Anyway, the, the it's a whole different level of theater. Mm-hmm. And of course, the opera has been doing that for several years. The Met and you know, I think I've heard uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, it's great. Yeah. You get to go with your popcorn, hot dogs. You can <laughs> pee when you want. Yeah, and right. you're just you're listening to this fantastic stuff. Yeah, I've got more birthdays. Uh-huh. Yes, go for um, it. <laughs> so, Jesus, is that him? It is Dominic Hoffman, who wrote um, Emma, Ava, and Emmett. Okay, that I was Emmett and Ava that I was in last year. Um, wonderful actor, director. Mm-hmm. Uh, his birthday's coming up this week. Lorraine Olson is an actress, and I think she moved to New York now. Uh, Lance yeah. McGee. Lorraine um, Olson. I wonder if I acted with her in. Um, what did she used to do? Um, was she like a model? She is a well? model. Yes. 
You know, I think I, I think when we did and her uh, husband statements, is Val, yeah, um, or partner. I think, I think we did statements together. I think Lorraine was the one. Oh, that was Lorraine. Oh, yeah. oh, how, wow. Yay, um, Lance <laughs> McGee, who has a character called Unique Derek. It's a clown, but he does all kinds of uh, social work with it. It's been amazing stuff. Stephen Pauly, mm-hmm. um, oh, yes, was um, I was know, in Equity Liaison. Yes, I was in Under Milkwood with him. Ah, uh, yeah, beautiful. Le, no, 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 no. Uh, Melvin Badiola. He's a Filipino actor who works at the uh, Brava. Nice. He does a lot of stuff there. Tanya Schaefer, mm-hmm. oh, uh, Tanya. the playwright, and she's an amazing um, performer herself. Um, Hi, Alan Manalo, who is one of the Bindle hey, Stiff one of the Bindle guy, Alan Manalo, yeah. right on. So those are that's what's coming up this week. Birthdays. Happy birthday to you all. Happy birthday Happy to you all. Oh, and I thought about a thing with the birthday thing. Um, I want to start – I want to actually – do it before the podcast. I want to send out a little message to these people and say, what's your birthday wish? If you could pick a show or a role that you would want, mm-hmm. tell us what that is and we will announce nice. it. I like that. Oh, I yeah. already know nice what I want to do. Thing. <laughs> what would you do? I want, I want to do Noises Off. Now. Ah, I you had, would have a good time. I that. would. So, you know, Dottie Hartley, that's mm-hmm. me. You just call me. I talk about <laughs> Spain. I just talk about Spain all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, no. Shout outs, yes. Well, no, a shout out to the new year. Gamal Khatimatova. It's five seven seven eight now, people. But make sure you're not writing five seven 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 on your checks anymore. That's right. All right, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I remember the last play of the musical cafe. It's Pickpocket, and it's a wonderful place. So there's Pickpocket, Love the Struggle, The Loving Tree, and My Musical Nia. That'll be at the Musical Cafe, October 26, 27, 28, at a piano fight. <gasps> piano fight. All right. So, let me give you my little blurb. You can find the Yay on the Apple Podcast app. If you're not already listening, just tell everybody else. Or on all on all iPhones and iPads. You can also find the Yay on iTunes. Just click on, click on iTunes. Click on the store. Use the search engine on the upper left-hand side. And you will search for the Yay and you'll find us. For Android users, download the SoundCloud app. Or just go on to SoundCloud.com and search for the Yay. The Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise or if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook and we will take it from there. And we've got to find a better sign off. off. We're out.